somber tune to start our Tuesday. Tuesday, October 5th. Welcome to the podcast. Derek, it's Alex. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. A little tired. Didn't sleep great. But um, before the medication switch, if I didn't sleep great, like it would have been 50-50. I would have had to take off. So now oh. I, can, I can at least power through this. You know, I've been obnoxiously busy today. There was one point in my day where I was so busy and kind of everything was coming up all at once and it started to give me like a tension headache, like right underneath my head, but at the top of my neck, (laughs) right where my neck and head meet to the left. I was just like, oh God, I need to do something about this. Luckily it's gone away. Most of the stuff that made me really busy, I was able to kind of knock out and make sure I'm prepared for tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Um, nothing. I mean, tomorrow's just like an ordinary day. I, d- I am doing a QPR training tomorrow from 1 to 2, and it's my first one. So I have to have my Zoom stuff in order and the PowerPoint ready. And then I have a meeting right after that at 2. And then I was going to have something I had to do right after that at 3. But now I don't. So okay. I just, my afternoon is just busy. Well, uh, you're off the hook, as usual, for tomorrow, um, but also Thursday as well. I have a couple of uh, guests lined up, and um, maybe we'll catch you on Friday. Yeah, what do you have going on tomorrow? Uh, Laura, Laura from Camp Courageous. Um, Camp Courageous, they had a different name before, Mm. Um, but they're once again doing their raffle to raise some money. For uh, for what they do, and they're raffling off um, a treehouse stay at Oak Openings. Oh, nice! And they do this, I think, like twice a year. So we've I've had her on a couple of times. So I'll chat with her again. And um, the ghost behaviorist Chris Boris reached out to me because he has an event happening on October 30th. It's a it's a pricey event, but um, oh. I expect him to put on quite a show, and it'll be a good dinner at Mommy Bay. I'm going to see if he wants to hop on for a couple of minutes and preview that. Is he going to walk us through the uh, the Oliver House at any time? I mean, I'd love to do that. Um, I'm guessing that's part of the dinner at the end of the month. Oh, I bet. So, um, how before we dive into anything, and we have uh, we have some some new quotes uh, as another victim has shared some information um, in the Ken Leslie situation. But if that bores you, we're saving it till the very end. How come you won't indulge my wayfaring? Because I just couldn't get with the internet yesterday. My phone was moving too slow. I will indulge it today. I said, I told myself yesterday that when I get to my computer and I can log in, because checking my emails on my phone and checking my emails on my computer are two different things. So, um, yeah. All right. I've, I've found some new things, but... Maybe if I just keep browsing, I'll get so burned out and won't want to buy, and I'll just move on. Mm. Um, and but you know what? Like this was happening yesterday while we were recording, but and I am—I'm not going to overlook the fact that I have not been able that I've been able to remain where I am, um, and and build up a, a small local brand here and, and really push out a lot of. Mental health advocacy, which I, I'm absolutely doing for altruistic reasons, not for any level of popularity or following or anything like that. So I know that social media sites have helped me. Um, mm. But God damn, yesterday was a peacefully quiet day. It was. Okay, so first of all, because of my issues with my own phone, I thought it was my phone. And I'm like, this 
damn phone. I've got to get a new service provider. This is ridiculous. Like I was so upset and I kept fixing my internet, closed, turning my phone off, turning it back on just because I couldn't get onto Instagram or Facebook. And I wasn't putting two and two together until WTOL sent me a link. But I found it fascinating and actually pretty funny. Did you see Mark Zuckerberg's response? It, so this could, I mean, this, I truly, if I believe any kind of conspiracy, this probably, this had to have been done on purpose so that he could try to prove how like vital his services are to us. <laughs> I will, I will believe, I will believe any conspiracy theory when it comes to, to this. And, and I did see not his, but Facebook's reason, like somebody basically crossed the wires and there was nothing malicious or sinister about it. It was just an error. And it's funny, you, you bring this up and that, um, and I just scrolled across an article that said, you know, this is a good reminder that it, the internet, you know, we can make a lot of great use out of it. There's tons of great information, but there's only a couple of big players where most of us put most of our time, mm-hmm. Facebook being one of them. And yesterday, everybody got a little bit of an appetizer. Like, what happens when that goes down? I, I mean... I don't know. I, I enjoy Facebook. I'm always I'm not one of those people. It's like, oh, taking a like Facebook detox or social media detox, like see you later. I don't think I've ever done that because like I just give my mind and body what it needs when it needs it. And I don't think I ever need like weeks off of social media. But um, I, sometimes I don't think people notice how often they scroll and like when they just have a minute or they just have like a free you know, they're taking time to themselves. They go right to Facebook just to see what everybody else is doing yep. or what everybody else is talking about. They really do go to that for entertainment and communication. For, and without it, for it's a lot. Ev- for everything. Um, I know at times we've talked about how people do or don't get local news, but forget about like just going to the internet. People's go-to these days out of habit is, is going to Facebook. Um, it has become an inescapable vortex and that's really bad and it's bad because um it's addictive they know it's addictive they know they're giving you the dopamine hits Mm -hmm. and you see what and and you know from a business perspective so many of us have put our businesses out there and it's crushed radio, it's crushed billboards, it's crushed TV because you've taken all the advertising dollars away from these places because everyone has put their eyeballs mm-hmm. on social media. That's where businesses go to advertise. And if it goes down, like there's a big problem. Like yesterday we lost, I mean, maybe, I only mean to joke about this lightly, but if anybody's mental health hit the real shitter yesterday, it was the Instagram influencers and models. Like they, <laughs> Their life is built on that house of cards, and it went down yesterday. It, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about that didn't get as much attention is WhatsApp also went down. And um, that was when I traveled to Scotland, that was how I communicated with my friends and family in the States. And, you know, before I met Thomas, I dated a guy that lived in Brazil and would travel between Brazil and Windsor here in Canada, which is how I met him. And that was how we communicated. And um, I'm sure there's plenty of people that use WhatsApp to communicate with their family in other countries. The world. So, like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's like soccer. It's big everywhere, but here. Yeah. That's why yeah. I know it was such a, a coup years ago when, it, when Facebook was buying WhatsApp. And that's when people really put up their, uh, their antenna and concern that 
Facebook was collecting all these important pillars of the internet that were growing rapidly. Instagram, mm-hmm. um, WhatsApp, so they had messaging and pictures, and they had they had everything. And again, the, you know, we instinctively go, "Yeah, I'm just going to go online. I'm going to check the internet." No, mo- most of the people saying that are going to Facebook. Yep, that's exactly right. That they're going to Facebook. It really does. I mean, I remember though, like, because remember, I didn't have access to Facebook for like two weeks in January. Yeah, you got locked out of your account. Yeah, the last time they had a gigantic nationally, like worldwide glitch, it locked me out of my account and I didn't know how to get back in. And so I was stuck. I had to kind of go through the process of requesting, um, validating my information to prove I am who I am so I could get access to my account. And thank God I did because I was just so sad about how many things were on my, how many pictures, how many things were on my Facebook page that I would have lost access to. Like, especially. And it, you know, it was less than, it was like six months out from losing my dad. So I was worried about all of the memories that I would, that would have popped up that I forgot about that I would have missed. So, um, yeah, I, it, it really does make a huge difference. But at the same time, I'm also very proud of myself because it didn't make a difference to me yesterday. Like I, and maybe that was just the mood that I was in. We know that I went home for the day cause I was just being lazy. And I, that's exactly what I did. I sat on my bed, watched on my block, did my nails and didn't even really notice that there was no Facebook. So, um, pat on the back to me, you losers. Wasn't an important, if it wasn't an important part of my job, <laughs> I would be on it so much less. There's times like when I'm off for a week, I'm like, oh, like, cause you have to babysit the goddamn thing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I don't have to post anything. But then I think, you know what? If I don't post anything, the algorithm will forget about me. And then I'll have to build all that back up, rebuild that momentum the following week. It's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, had lunch yesterday, I, I had lunch yesterday at Condado. Condado. You only went the oh. one time for that preview night, right? When we went? When we went? And I ha- I've had it a couple times here. Jordan really likes Condado and he'll go pick it up. And um, sometimes I buy and he flies and he gets a specific kind of taco. Like he makes one um, that I find really good. I couldn't tell you what it is, so I wouldn't go there on my own, but I, I would with him. It's too expensive. $5 for, $5 for one taco is laughable. It is very expensive. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And that, that was the other thing. Like sometimes we could not go unless I like agreed to it. Cause I'm just like, that's way too expensive. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, at least at like the, the Chipotle's and the bowl places. And I got, I, I made a bowl and it was like eight something mm. it, for the most part, like core life where it's like mm-hmm. $11. Like you're getting mm-hmm. a lot of food. Like this thing was the size of like a microwave dinner plate. I remember um, before, because I went to Condado that one time, and it was great. I love the atmosphere, but it wasn't like all of that. Like, it, you know what I mean? It wasn't anything where I'm like, oh, my God. And Jordan's like, nope, trust me, just try the taco that I normally get. And I said, okay. So I had him, you know, order me one. And I remember he came back to work with one taco, and I was like, what am I going to do with this? Like, even at um, El Vaquero, I get, you know, when I order tacos, it comes with three of them. And so I said, what am I going to do with this? And sure enough, it wasn't enough. But he's like, that taco alone was like seven bucks. And I'm just like, that's insane. (laughs) Nobody ever eats one taco and like four bucks. Okay. Five and 
Yeah, all right. Well, I'm glad you agreed. I don't mean to slam them or anything. I know a lot of people sure. like it and it's doing well, but... They'll get their money, just not from us. Right. Um, we've not talked about this because we weren't even friends the last time this person released music, but um, Adele has oh. teased new music. It, uh, I'm so excited. It, okay. It sounds like this for those that don't know. That's uh, called Easy On Me. It'll be out next Friday. And uh, she released that teaser on her Instagram. And for anybody under 30 that saw that, she was putting something called a cassette into her car. There used to be a small deck, like an insert, um, Mm -hmm. where you could put a a thing in and it would play music on it. It, You know, just wild things. Um, So you're an Adele fan? I'm a huge Adele fan. I'm very excited for it. I have been an Adele fan since night since her 19 album came out when she was 19. Mm-hmm. So, um, which I think Adele and I are the same age. So I was probably right around 18, maybe even younger. Um, I'm so excited for it. I, I saw something yesterday that said Adele was gonna kind of she was doing like a Beyonce and dropping a surprise album on us, but we were at least getting one week's notice. Um, and I can't I can't wait for that. Like I usually do like set aside time to listen to her albums back to back. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited. I remember Floyd and I talking about when she went through her divorce, I'm like, this is probably going to fast track any album because you're mm-hmm. going through a divorce. The emotions are running high and it, it never materialized. And I'm curious to see what direction this album goes in. Does she spend a lot of time reminiscing, lamenting her marriage with uh, Simon Konecki, I believe his name was because it seemed tragic (laughs) not 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 acrimonious but not on great terms either and like if I were him I would vanish to an island where music doesn't get played so I don't have to hear anything that she's written about him or maybe she'll take the high road um, and talk about her love life with LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, which still is a weird match to me. I don't think so. So I think, um, I, from what I remember about her marriage or her marriage ending, it, it was tumultuous. And I, I think what I read was that he had gotten a fair amount in alimony. Like he made out in that divorce. And I think that that's hard for somebody to, especially if you're a female and you've, you're kind of self-made, um, to then have to give all of that away to somebody that probably wasn't the greatest to you in the first place. Um, But I imagine her album is gonna be a combination of a few things. I think it will have some remnants of her marriage and what she learned from that, but I think it will also have a lot to do with how she grew from that and the woman she is now. Because let's think, she also lost a ton of weight. I'm living for Adele. I've always lived for Adele though, but I live and breathe for who she's like turning into and how much of, I, I don't say this often and for like many people, I think I share the same sentiments for Rihanna. Adele is a bad bitch. And I really do like how, how much she has grown. And it's not in the public, like it's not in your face. But when you see it, like when she came back to SNL and I saw that kind of Adele, I said, oh my God, like, you know, when she was 19, she was wearing fabrics and dresses that you got from like furniture in the 70s. Like it, it, it wasn't a huge fan. 
but her evolution into who she is now I'm loving it and I think her album is probably going to have a lot to do with her evolution to like her right now and I think that's pretty cool <laughs> excuse me that she's with Rich Paul she I kind of got that vibe from her when she put up a picture of herself in a t-shirt or something that was like the Jamaican flag she was going to some festival in London and she had like her hair in braids and I was like Adele has some flavor I mean I always knew she had flavor based on how she like did her nails and things like that I know that's difficult to say but I like Adele so I pay attention um she's got some flavor and so it doesn't shock me that she's with like Rich Paul I I mean I have only met him a couple times but you know LeBron is from Cleveland Rich Paul has been in Cleveland many times we have some friends that we share like a circle with doesn't shock me he's a nice person so um good for her she has been transformational mm -hmm. and I don't think first album Adele would would recognize <laughs> no. this album of Adele. Like, I don't see that woman who was on stage who, I hate using this word, but there's no other word to use. She slayed us with her talent at that age and with her voice. And I, when you're, you're 19, I thought you were like 39. Um, that person wouldn't, I don't think that person would have been appealing to Rich Paul or vice versa. But again, there's nothing, we, we transform. And she was also 19 at that time. And now she's like 30 something. And we all change a lot in that time period. And I'm not giving her a hard time or anything like that, but transformational uh -huh. is, is what she's been. And um, I, I wonder if some people might feel some, there's a fine line between these words, uh -huh. jealousy, envy, because... Rich people often have the time and the money to get really good trainers and chefs to build that body that she has. And it's hard to dismiss that she's probably much more attractive and maybe even more healthy now than mm -hmm. she was then. She is certainly a different person. I mean, I think this has just an honest, I think that's an honest thing to say if I could like double down on that like I probably am that person that's jealous and envious because I think that if I had the energy to put in the amount of effort it would take me to transform myself like Adele then I would but I don't have that time and or energy or and money we know that or money <laughs> oh exactly or thank you most importantly most importantly money like I don't I don't have that so I am a, one of those people that is jealous and envious she has absolutely transformed, but I'm here for it. I do think she still slays though. And I think this time like she slays all around and she did before, but you're, you're right. Like she came out of the gate and she admits that. I think that's in her music transformation as well when she talks about how she's kind of grown. And I imagine that might be in, in some of the um, music she's created in this album coming out. Like that's just, honest like that's not you know it's I don't think it's any kind of criticism but yeah like it I mean we said the same thing for what like Khloe Kardashian and anybody really with money like we're not we're not ugly we're just broke <laughs> like there's a difference and <laughs> you know what I mean and it's and the time and, and Adele she has gaps in between employment and in between her working on things and because she has done well for herself she has the ability to go six seven nine months without doing a thing but living you know and taking care of her baby and living her life so <clears throat> which could also include two workouts a day and a private chef 
I never thought I'd hear the phrase gaps in employment and Adele. Like she's like, <laughs> she said she, she can't take being a target manager anymore. So she'll just fly on her own. Um, I guess so. And you're, you're not the person that will be envious and jealous and go, I can't listen to her music anymore. But for anybody that does, remember, you have Lizzo now. <laughs> no, no. Even, but, like, in, but Lizzo represents a different kind of person because Lizzo is like, I slay, I'm a bad bitch, and I'm 325 pounds. Well, like, my, you know what I mean? My, that's my point. Like, that's your point, yeah. That, that's my point. Um, and to my initial question, how do you feel about Adele? I'm trying to think if there's ever a person, they're like, yeah, you know, Adele's just not for me. Because you, you have to respect the talent and her music is, I already said her body and who she is has been transformational, but her musical talent is transcendent and it goes yeah. across genres. Like yeah. I'm going to guess when Rich Paul was growing up, he was probably not listening to a lot of Adele. Um, I don't it, know. it was Trey songs, but you recognize talent recognizes talent. Um, and again, like her songs are not my favorite, but I certainly respect them and like them a lot. And she is almost genreless with the music with the music that she creates because it's just so good like she is on another level of talent so i wish like i'm so grateful for adele i played adele and amy winehouse around the exact time back to back and as amy winehouse was like on a downward spiral spiral and on her way out on may she rest in peace adele was right there and so like Adele's transformation is what I wanted to see for Amy Winehouse at the same time. Like the talent, the the music, the 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 maturity in such a small young body. You know what I mean? Or Amy, I think Amy was a little older, but still. Um I'm so excited for her. I'm I cannot wait. I can't expect me to have reviews on it a couple days after it's done. I'll probably be gushing over it, fumbling over my words. I almost I could almost expect that now I just want a tour and I want her tour to be with somebody like Rihanna like I want her, you know what I mean like I want her tour to be so different um but at the same time still uniquely her you know what's your favorite few uh Adele songs <sighs> make you feel my love and um oh god I don't know. I can't. I got to think there's so many. You are. No, probably Hometown, which is way, I think that's off the 19 album. Do you remember Hometown? I used to play that. Like that song had, that made me cry, especially when I moved away from home. Mm. <laughs> I would be like driving home and I'd be playing like, I don't know, like stereotypical. I'd be like Snapchatting videos of myself driving into downtown Cleveland playing some like cheesy hometown song or like a Kanye song homecoming or something like that I like set fire to the ring oh that one's very good have you uh, heard hometown I have not I don't know a lot or I don't remember um, a lot of the album cuts that weren't radio singles play it so, can you can you find it play I don't it. I don't have it uh, not do in it, the system it. damn you Hold on, I'll pull it up on YouTube. What it, Adele hometown? Mm-hmm. You've heard it. It's probably been in uh, numerous commercials. All right, this is gonna feed back to you. Oh my God, this doesn't even look like her. Mm-hmm. Let me answer a YouTube question. There we go. The same way 
as I did Missing out the cracks in the pavement And tutting my heel and strutting my feet Is there anything I can do for you, dear? Is there anyone I could call? No one, thank you, please, madame I ain't lost, just wondering From my hometown, made what, are, uh, what a surprise. First time I ever heard that song. It's incredibly great. It is. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, incredible. And I think that's from her 21 album. So she had yeah. 19, 21, 25. And I think we left off at 25. That was, no, that was the first album. Because that was from. Was it 19? Yeah, that's from 2009. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I want to find the person, unless you're just like so far extreme, like death metal is your thing or the, the like outlaw country, but the average, the casual person, like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm just not feeling Adele, whatever. Um, I don't, I just don't think there's a lot of those people. So great person. Now let's go to a shithead of a human being. Um, oh, Ken Leslie, yes. Okay, no, sorry. Uh, not yet, not yet, not yet. We'll have back, we'll have back to back shithead human okay, beings. Okay, sorry. I find Urban Meyer loathsome, and I had a fight with a pretty decent friend of mine on Facebook a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and this, this friend, so I questioned Urban Meyer's health issues as um, some of the gates were crashing in on the Ohio State program for Urban Meyer having hired and continually, continually employed this one assistant coach who was beating the shit out of his wife. Like mm-hmm. Urban Meyer, oh, the, the health problems. I remember that. Yeah, rose and he rode off into the sunset. And the same thing happened when he was at Florida, um, back in like 2010 or 11. Like the NCAA or some people in charge were asking questions about um, ethics and morals of of the program after obviously lots of several championships and lots and lots of of wins. Mm-hmm. I'm not doubting that he's a very a historic head coach. He's won at Bowling Green here, um, Utah, Florida, Ohio State. Um, but it's crazy how he gets these health issues when people want to ask him some pretty hard questions. And it, and, and the things that have gone on in his programs are pretty irrefutable. There was just a story within the last couple of weeks or so that added to the story of a couple of years ago with that coach, when I forget his name, what he was doing to his wife and just how ugly it was. Um, and I... My friend said, "How dare you question his health? Has health, How dare you question his health issues when you, as a mental health advocate, speak for something that many people can't really see?" Um, and I understand that, but there's a lot of smoke around Urban Meyer, um, and this doesn't even count for like some of the small things that some of his players over the year have over the years have done. Remember when Zeke Elliott grabbed the girl's tit? Um, yeah. Matt got videotaped, and I know he can't respons- He can't be responsible for a hundred kids at all uh-huh. times. Uh-huh. And I know that as as a college football head coach, you have to win football games, and as long as you do that, most of your aggrievements will be overlooked. Uh, but he walked away again. He got a, he got a TV job. He was doing some Fox Sports stuff, and then he, he got hired to work for the Jacksonville Jaguars because he wanted to try head coaching in the NFL, which I knew wasn't going to work. I, I was going to bet against it not working out as well as it has at the college level for a variety of reasons. Um, 
In the summertime, he hired this dude named Chris Doyle, who is who apparently was all kinds of racist um, oh, as, a stre- as a strength coach, as a former strength coach at the University of Iowa. Like, you can look this guy up, and apparently he got run out of Iowa because he he just treated the black kids differently and said some pretty awful things. But Urban hired him, and then there was a backlash, and then he had to get rid of him. Um, the latest is, if you didn't see this, so they played Thursday night, they lost. The next night, he... he uh, I think it was a game in Cincinnati, but he went to Columbus, I believe, where he owns a restaurant, and mm-hmm. he was drinking, and he didn't go with the team back to Jacksonville, and he appeared to, uh, there was a girl, a, a college girl dancing in front of him, and he appeared to, like, bring her closer to him. Um, it's all kinds of, he had an apology, and he said how painful it was for his family. Like, this is so bad, and, and so much hubris on so many levels like this is another case of someone never being told no and never facing consequences you're a 57 year old guy you have one of 32 jobs on earth you get to work for a billionaire and a and and like a 20 billion dollar industry in the nfl and i know he's had to tell kids in his program before there's always a there's always somebody ready to pull out their camera for you. Yeah. So you got to be careful. I don't care how much he had to drink, how buzzed he was at this thing on Friday night or whatever. To live the life he's lived and not know that somebody was going to whip out their phone as people were already taking pictures with him. And if he were smart, much like when we went to the toll house, his restaurant should have a no phones rule that is heavily enforced. Um and to be quite honest, I, I'm guessing he probably has some kind of agreement with his wife where he is allowed to stray because of like some Tony Soprano, Carmelo Soprano type thing. And because the apology to his family seemed more disingenuous than the apology to being caught doing this and, and the distraction for, for the team that he said it was. But he is a loathsome human being and I hope he goes down in flames and if I were the Jaguars owner after (laughs) what he's been connected to in the past the hubris of hiring that Iowa coach in the social media era where we always dig up stuff and then this I'd fire him right now like this isn't this isn't Jacksonville State where things are off the radar like you're in the NFL and if his owner won't fire him some other owners should call that owner and go, if anything like this happens again, and I'm guessing something will, like there's going to be some serious repercussions. And that's my rant on a terrible human being that is Urban Meyer. So you're, we know, all of our listeners know, you know, there's not a whole lot that I can like go toe to toe with you on when it comes to sports or just like keep up with. But I do know Urban Meyer and Urban Meyer has the privilege of being like um, one of the most well-known coaches in all all of sports in the U.S. Like, right. So he has the privilege of his name being recognized in almost all households, no matter who you are. Like you can be, you know, an artist that's been an artist your entire life and raised artistic kids that could give a shit about sports. And, you know, the name Urban Meyer. So I agree with you. Like he just when you are that caliber of person i just text you a um an image like this is what this is the kind of face i make anytime i hear something like this and i'm gonna like pat myself on the back (laughs) there's there's not like a whole lot of we don't you know (laughs) 
being a black woman, being a black person, like we are raised from literally birth with a couple of things that we are just raised with, born with, it's in our DNA, it's like drilled into our heads, be better, do better, always watch yourself. You have to be better than everyone, you have to do better than everyone and always watch yourself and don't do any dumb shit. This is one of those things that you're right. He was probably never told no. He was probably never had that conversation that you have to be better than the rest at all times. You can't afford these things. You have to have the, even the people around you have to hold you to the same standard because they don't want to see you making mistakes. So if you do get a little tipsy, you have somebody around you that's going to be like, okay, no, don't do that. You know what I mean? Um, you're right. He's, he seems like an individual that has never been told no, that has probably been able to do whatever he wants, however he wants, move from um, college football to NFL to television and back and forth and back and forth. And at some point, like he is going to fall if he's doing those things recklessly. I remember the um, situation with his assistant coach and his wife and the abuse in Urban Meyer. There was lots of sounds like there was credible kind of um, evidence that he was just kind of burying it or he he was looking past it for the sake of the football program. I remember that. So I remember all of those things. So you're I mean, you're absolutely right. That's about all I know about Urban Meyer. I mean, I know that he has a good record um, and that I, I know why he's sought after, if that makes any sense. And he is talented. But at the same time, you can't be dumb and talented because inevitably you're going to end up, you know, how many you know dumb and talented people do we know that that eventually fall? Like I I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I don't know, Josh Gordon with the Browns didn't he get in trouble for weed uh, all the time? He's got addiction issues. Mm-hmm. But th- this this Urban Meyer stuff flies in college where where you could be insulated by, you know, the tribe that is Ohio State and and Columbus, not in the mm-hmm. NFL. Have have you seen the video? No, I don't oh, know. I I'll have just send, not. I'm going to send you a screenshot. Okay. Like, and again, this goes to your point of privilege and my point of never oh, being. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. And But I think that goes to college sports in general. Like, there's something, there, there's something about college sports and their ability all across the board, like not just football, but their ability to cover things up for the sake of the school compared to like the NFL, the NBA, the NFL, um, WNBA. Like I'm trying to think of the professional level sports. I mean, and then you get to the Olympics and then it's a shit show. But um, there's something about acceptable behavior in college sports or the ability to kind of cover something up in college sports compared to professional sports. And even I know that. And I don't understand the craze. Like I don't understand what's, the sanity about that, you know? You're, you're right, because the professional sports are far more of a monitored business, mm-hmm. and most of the people that are your fans are your average people, whereas when mm-hmm. it comes to colleges and universities, you're often protected by rich people who endow the university. So uh, those people who make donations to the university, alumni of all kinds, they kind of close rank and use their money and clout to quiet situations or the universe, like everybody just close ranks. If it's not the alumni who want to, you know, pack stadiums and have winning football teams and go to bowls, it's, it's people who are administrating the university, as we've seen repeatedly, like, 
find me a good university that is actually good at ending sexual assaults on campus. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. never we never read that story like this is the model university for how to fight sexual assaults on campus. It's usually like this is where sexual assaults happen all the time at another university that's turned a blind eye to it. So they can be really insular and protect themselves really well. His shit right now is not going to fly in the NFL, and I want him to go down in flames because he seems like a terrible person. So, I, I, I mean, I hate to say, say this, and I don't hate to say this, and I'm going to be this person, but in every instance when something like this happens, besides what's going on with Ohio State right now and that doctor that died, that, and they're coming under fire for a lot of the shit that they covered up, who are the victims of this? Who are on the other side? Women. It's powerful men taking advantage, covering their shit, doing what they want to do. And us women are the ones that take the brunt of all of it. It's so obnoxious. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not even going to be that person to be like, well, why was that girl wearing a halter top in that video? Why was that girl standing so close to him? Clearly, she was in a crowd full of people. So you can easily be standing that close to a man. And all he has to do is grab you by the hip and pull you to his pelvic area. You know what I mean? Like pull you to his groin and then boom. Sexual harassment. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What a dumbass. Like, come on. Do better. Um, Ken Leslie stuff. Yesterday, we now 13 ABC has a story with uh, Rachel Richardson. She's also mm-hmm. one of the accusers. I'll go through mm-hmm. this and we'll keep this pretty tight and quick. She said she met sure. Leslie in 2011. The, a year later, she applied for a job with One Matters. Um, he told me he would not be hiring me. I made one more plea saying I'm about to be homeless. He took out his wallet. He took out $60, three $20 bills, and then walked out of his office, zipping up his pants and making grunting noises like I just, like I had just bleep. I don't know what that bleep is, but it, it just sounds awful. It made me feel humiliated and disgusting. Um, while working for Toledo Streets in 2015, she said there was another alleged incident. Um, my coworker came to me one day and said, I have something that would really bother you. Ken called me on the phone and said he was looking at pictures of me on the internet and it gave him a bleep. I'm guessing the mm-hmm. word there is erection. I told Correct. her I had to do something because I didn't want to work at a place where we were at the risk of this sort of thing happening all day, every day. So I went to the board president and told her I wanted him removed. So, um, yeah. those Which are, uh, did not happen, it sounded like. Yeah. So, for the record. So I think, so I, not I think, I know. It all came out all at the same time. So to the news media, their affidavits were submitted all together. So, um, you know, Cammy, Cammy's story and Rachel's and Heidi's story was um, shared all at the same time. I think that just how the news networks are sharing the information is 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 different. I will say though, it it really does depend on the person for like what acts I guess are more egregious than others. I think in um, in the case of. Cammy's interaction with him, it was the fact that he didn't stop when she asked him to stop. So it was the, I'm made to feel extremely uncomfortable. And I think one of the things you have to think about, and I'm speaking from a woman's perspective, um, if you're interacting with a man who is arrogant enough to speak about your looks in a professional setting, you have no idea what he's willing to do next. And you have to think about those things. So if you are um, with a man and I, I, I'm speaking about this from personal experience, like that somebody that's already addressing you and your looks and you may be privately with one another, like you have to be concerned. What if they get up and walk over to me? What if they try to touch me? This is still a man and they there is power that men have over women's physical bodies. Like it just, 
it just is what it is and that enough is traumatizing like even if it is somebody just using their words um in an inappropriate manner um you know by by what they may feel is a compliment to you and that happens all the time like when you're being catcalled and the and you responding you're like you keep going and then men get offended and they're like well then forget you bitch or you know calling you all sorts of things which happens all the time but you know if you're confident enough to cat call me i don't know what you would be willing like what if i responded to you and said thank you then you may start walking behind me and following me how do i know you're not going to follow me to my car those are all sorts of things that go through our heads in a split second and then you have trauma and then boom there here comes the trauma so um I get what she was saying, like, and it's still inappropriate behavior because you're supposed to be professional. And in Rachel Richardson's case, she did state that I, he was in he was acting out as if she had just provided some sort of oral act, like right. a prostitute That's would on I the thought. street, and um, because he handed her money, and it was like the minute, the minute, um, you know, he felt some sort of power because she said, "I'm on the verge of homelessness," and she seemed helpless. It was like, oh, all right, all right, all right, I can help you. And I, I won't speak for this man at all, but it's just I can understand how icky and powerless and frozen these ladies must have felt. And, you know, I would encourage you to also read the affidavit from Heidi, because I think that is, again, the nail in the coffin. All of this behavior is terrible. And allegedly there are, there are more women that have come out and like felt comfortable enough to reach out to them based on his behavior towards them. And even in my conversations about this, um, with individuals in the community because professionally like we had to talk about this at work saying just heads up this organization is having a difficult time so please be aware of that with how you um, approach them and interact with them in the community the the money yeah. out was like it was dehumanizing and mm -hmm. there's not many words I can think of um, that would like, I don't know if I would call Urban Meyer dehumanizing. I mean, I'm sure he is in some ways, but I think he's just loathsome. But mm -hmm. when you dehumanize someone like that who is already in a tough time and you do that, it's just, it's it's awful and disgusting and, and ruthless and inhuman. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it is akin to spitting on a homeless person or pushing them in front of a car thinking you're doing them a favor. It's It's despicable and disgraceful. Yeah, especially when there was, a, I think there was another male in the room at the time as well. And it that kind of behavior encouraged him to participate in it. So then you had two men basically having locker room talk right in front of you when you're literally pleading for them to stop, yeah. <laughs> like literally setting out boundaries and, and they're just crossed over and over and over again. Hmm. Anything positive to end our podcast with today? Um, Ken Leslie has stepped down and they hired a new executive director already. So yes. not shocking that it's a female. Um, and uh, it's one of those things. It reminds me of like when you're complaining about how white the Emmys are. And so then the next year it's black as hell. Like, mm, is this genuine right. or, but I'll, I'll hold, hold my criticism. Um, cause it sounds like this person has worked for the organization for some time and her, sh she herself could have had some experiences that some of the other women have shared but um i wish her well and i do think that there needs to be some sort of investigation into the organization to determine what that investigation was like and if it was credible and if they did you know take the time to do what they needed to do for the sake of their clients and the victims that came out um against their ceo i was hoping it would be something a little bit more lighter and positive to end the show but sorry <laughs> no, um fine. what do we, what do you have planned for tonight <laughs> uh... 
I don't. Maybe tonight will be uh, Squid Game because I okay. I watched your movie last night, and then Vinny told me it actually ended kind of well. Um, and the how it. I hate saying the twist because that's just the plot. But it sounded like mm-hmm. a rather fascinating and thought-provoking ending. I was just not... Um, I didn't see the trailer, and I thought all these great actors would be in there, not just their voices. And to follow Jake Gyllenhaal for 90 minutes in, in a chair is not what I wanted to do with my Monday night. I had a hard time watching the veins pop out on his forehead <laughs> and his neck because he was so upset. So did you watch the end? No. Vinny told me how it ended, though, and I think that's, that's a very appropriate ending. It wasn't shocking for me. Like, I picked up on it right away. I was like, okay, so clearly he's been demoted. Now there's a court case happening. As soon as his partner was like, hey, I'm scared. Like, I'm worried about what they're going to say. I was like, oh, he shot a black kid. <laughs> like, oh, God, here we go. You know, it. I don't know. It just was not great. It was very close to being, like, a little bit of a waste of my time, um, which isn't against Jake Gyllenhaal. I enjoy him very much and would probably watch 2020, whatever, what is it, 2012? What's that? What's that? Oh, uh, day, day, day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow. It's a great yes. movie. It's a great movie. He's so good in that. I want to see something like that again with him. Anyway, um, yeah, it was all right. I don't. I could care less for Squid Game. I have, however, finished almost all of On My Block. Um, I started it yesterday and basically finished it yesterday, except the last episode. But they're thirty-minute episodes, and there's only ten episodes a season. So I guess it's not that bad, but I am, I'm sad because it's the last, like the series is ending, is wrapping with this season, but they have a spinoff called Free Ridge. So I'm excited about the spinoff. I hope there's some original folks in the Free Ridge spinoff. Okay. Um, you haven't watched any What If, right? No, not okay. at all. Well, tomorrow's the last episode and there's, they're not long, so you might want to blow mm-hmm. through that or something. If you're interested, if not, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will... Uh, I'll talk to you later on. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.